This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, here we go again with another Shrimpnet, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust, to discuss all things Morecambe FC. So joining Rick and Morty this evening, uh, we have the Thinking Woman's Director, uh, with the latest from All in the Attic, which what is the boardroom, is, is the attic, isn't it? The top room. Uh, it's welcome along, James Wakefield. James, thanks for joining us. Yes, please. Uh, it's always a pleasure, never a chore. And also to give us the lowdown on our newest recruits to the officialdom of the Morecambe FC family. We have the founder, the manager and the captain of Morecambe Ladies. Oh, Morecambe Women FC. You've changed it, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Morecambe <laughs> Women FC. Uh, in Sophie Fish, Nick Barrett and Becca Baldwin. So welcome along. Hello. Thanks for having us. Uh, oh, Becca was like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, not manager anymore. I've handed that over. I'm just chairman. Oh, you're chairman. Um, all yeah. right. See, manager's all not right. here. And manager's not here tonight. He's working. All right. All right. Is, is he a taxi driver as well? He's doing the night shift, isn't he? All right. Yeah. He's taking over your cabinet. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Where, where do we start? The usual format. Um, we have to talk about it. The game off last Saturday, Port Vale, uh, wasn't really a surprise. So we ended up not having played for two and a bit weeks and going to Portman Road in front of 20-odd thousand on a Tuesday night, conceded in the first minute. What could possibly go wrong, Joel? I know. Lovely stuff. Lovely little way to spend your Tuesday night. And uh, obviously, first off, yeah, well done to all the fans who, who made the trip down there. 102. I know, 102. That's a really impressive number. And, and looking at the... Uh, Looking on social media as well, it seems like there were a load of M6 closures, which meant a lot of people didn't get back till four or five in the morning. So... Yeah, it's it's a tough life sometimes, and especially when you've just lost four 0 And I, I was on another podcast discussing League One stuff last night, and they were asking and they were asking about uh, uh, how I thought it which played them, and they were very good. But it's kind of hard to 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 give a real verdict on what I think of them as a team because the, the game got set up in such an advantageous way for them in the first minute. You know, we've headed the corner into our own player and it's fallen straight to Freddie Ladapo, which is just not what you want in the first minute. And I think from that point, I thought for the next 15 or so minutes, I thought we had some moments where we looked quite good going forwards. We had some, put some nice little moves together in their half. I think we've had a free kick. It's come to Caleb Watts. If that just drops onto his foot and not his chest and he's able to get his shot off half a second quicker, then, you know, he could have got an equaliser. But it wasn't to be, but at the same time, because we were pushing on a bit, because we were behind, I think you, you could kind of see, Plymouth, uh, not Plymouth, sorry, Ipswich were getting a lot of joy going at us on the break. And then obviously comes from the second goal, they've nicked it off Gibbo in midfield. If we're not 1-0 down, does Gibbo just play it safe and knock it back to a centre-back instead of trying to turn and go forwards? You know, I think it kind of does these things to affect things. And I think from that second goal, I think, we had a couple of moments, but it was kind of a, it was, yeah, it was kind of pretty much done at that point, just because of the the quality that quality they possess to be able to kind of 
pick you apart on the break, especially at home. And yeah, it was it was one of those. It was just it was frustrating that it couldn't be more of a game because of the goal we conceded in the first minute in in kind of slightly comical fashion. But yeah, it's one of those, it's not going to define our season. It would have been good to get something there. It would have been good to have a bit more of a more of a game of it. But since which they've spent you know. They spent as much on two players for transfer fees as we've spent our, our entire budget for the season. So, you know, we won't go down because we lost to Ipswich. You know, it's going to be about beating your Cheltenhams and your Acton's, your Burtons, and obviously in the next few weeks, your Forest Greens and all that, and Cambridge when we play them again. So they're they're the ones that we really need to win. Disappointing not to get the win against Ipswich, but you know, we move on to Saturday against what's a more manageable game with Bristol Rovers at home. Now, you can probably absolutely pick me apart on every single podcast we've ever said, but I like the way you've fallen into the Alan Shearer trap of using plurals of your Burtons, your Forest Green. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how many is there? I was listening to the Football Clichés podcast just before coming no, on here, so... Everything, everything you said, I agree with. And you're exactly right. I, I sat watching the game and I thought, if we can nick something, get, we're back in it here. But then as soon as Ladapo scored the second, I was like, that's it. That's There's no way back. He's actually been, been on one against us. Ladapo, he's been on one against us recently. He was he yeah, scored, yeah, <laughs> That goal he scored in the first few minutes for Rotherham against us last season was quite exactly. spectacular too. Yeah, exactly. I hate him. But uh, James, it, it, it's not going to be, as, as the point was made by Joel, it's not going to be a season where losing to Ipswich is going to define us. The results for the rest of the evening went for us. Uh, and as long as we can keep picking up points against the teams around us, then we stand a chance, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a you know it was a bad night at the office. I think they only they only created a couple of big chances, but they scored four because we, we kept sort of like giving them the ball two yards out. Um, so it was it wasn't it wasn't a great first half. Um, it was good to see the young lads come on in second half um, and play. I thought that um, thought Crowley looked really sharp and, and a bit of a handful, um, and Simu looks like. A, after, after one way with pass, he looked really strong and, and actually really good on the ball as well. So, generally speaking, it was good a good second half run out for the, for the, for the, for the players. Um, and ultimately, you just got to chalk it off as a bad night at the office, which, you know what, when you've won three out of four, you can say bad night at the office and um, nobody nobody's too bothered. But that's all it was. Um, and the, the, the results around us, whilst we've had games frozen off and, and, win, and moves blown off at Cambridge, um, have actually gone reasonably well. You know, yes, we've dropped back into the bottom four, but nobody's made um, a huge amount of ground on us, and um, and we're still squarely in the middle of that pack. So, uh, so yeah, we can't complain over the course of the last few weeks. Tuesday was just a bad night at the office. And uh, Nick and Sophie, I see Pip's deserted us now because there's obviously an offer of biscuits elsewhere. But um, uh, as 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 football people, uh, nil, the only the only straw I'm clutching at is it was nil nil second half, second half against Ipswich, and that that's you know that's it shows some progress, doesn't it? It's funny because we um, we watched it on iFollow and uh, it wouldn't work for the full first half. It came on at half time, so we actually <laughs> we actually saw the good half, and we were quite encouraged by that. Um, yeah. Obviously, Derek was quite annoyed because the first thing I saw was three or was it four subs coming on straight away at half time? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, what's happened? What's happened here? Um, but yeah, they were uh, it was it was different and encouraging. I think that the uh, the break in play for the last two two well three was it two missed games? The big yeah. break, it's really affected the team. And I think that momentum had just gone. So I'm just hoping that um 
it'll they'll, they'll come back firing this weekend and uh, have it and have the spark back again. I think I think the the positives for me were as James has said already. Uh, Danny Crowley looks like he he could be an important player for us, uh, and uh, Young Melon. Honeydew, as we're calling him, um, <laughs> uh, he, look, he, look, he looked pretty rapid up front. So uh, you know, these are these are the positives. Um, uh, Becca, did you watch the game? I didn't, unfortunately, but I did. No, you did the right <laughs> thing. Girl. You did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss anything. I'm telling you, you didn't miss anything. Oh, that's <laughs> if you lose, if you lose four nil, it's like torture. But it's like it's like one of them things, and I'm sure everybody's the same. You sort of like you feel a bit of a traitor if you switch off because you think there's 102 people travelled all the way down there, so you can't, you can't switch it off. You're thinking, I've got to show solidarity. I've got to watch this. So uh, Chris said to me, "Do you want to put SAS Rogue, Rogue Heroes on at half time?" <laughs> and I was like, "We've got one left to watch, and I'm really enjoying it. And it's a nice thing that we've both got into it together." But I, I, I sort of said, "No, no, we, we, we're watching the second half." Yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't it as I wanted to say it? <laughs> yeah, you have to, don't you? So, um, looking at the three subs that came on, uh, having a discussion with uh, my little WhatsApp group of all season ticket holders, they're all they're all saying they wouldn't be surprised, Joel, if Simeu, um, Crowley, and Mickey Mellon all started on Saturday. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think I'd probably expect to see probably Crowley and Simeu likely starting. I think with Mellon, it might be a bit more of a case of kind of bedding him, bedding him in gently because, you know, it, it, that was his first ever professional game of football. You know, he's only ever played under-21s or, or youth team before. So it wouldn't it surprise me to see a couple of changes on Saturday, but we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, we know what Derek's like. Derek's very much, uh, you know, you've got the shirt and you, you keep the shirt until you have a little, you maybe slip off a little bit or somebody does something untrained and, and then it changes over. and. Yeah, will completely surprise me to see it stay the same. But I think I'm leaning towards thinking there might be a few changes. I think he might have alluded to it today in his interview. You know, he changes. He sometimes changes personnel for the opposition, in particular to deal with something that they've got. And yeah, I think <laughs> it's hard to judge the players too much in many ways, though, because I think after that second goal went in, I know you expect more from the players, but. You know, I think people's heads started to go a bit. There were some bad decisions going on after that second goal and, and things were getting a bit stretched. So maybe he'll discount it. Maybe he'll think, I need to shake things up a bit. We'll just have to wait and see till Saturday. Yeah, there were some bad decisions when that second goal went in an hour half because I started eating biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, oh, God, I was depressed. <laughs> I was depressed, so I got the, you know, the... Uh, the fake mint penguins you get from Aldi. I started eating them. <laughs> Enjoyed it. It's a good biscuit, uh, Freeze. It's a good biscuit. Yeah, exact biscuit for a biscuit. Exactly, James. Uh, so Bristol Rovers away uh, at home Saturday. Away we drew two all. That was an interesting and then uh, quite an entertaining game, James. I think looking at the way Joey Barton plays, they'll probably come and have a go. Do you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, like I hope he's not listening, but they can't <laughs> defend, so they have to have a go. <laughs> they've, yeah. they've conceded more than us, even though they're sitting several places higher. So, like, they, to be fair, they play really entertaining football, and they do go for it. Um, and, and the game at theirs was—it was a decent game. It was a very, good, very, very good goal from us, from Weir. Um, and and they, I think they probably shaded it on in terms of chances created. But overall, they didn't come away feeling like we'd we, we'd been lucky. Um, and it was it was a decent game. But yeah, it should be a good game. And you know, 
for, for our players, you know, if, if they were playing the other night against one of the best defences in, in, in the league, certainly if you look back into like last season, running into this season, um, certainly one of the deepest defences in the league, Bristol Rovers is a completely different proposition. They will probably score, and therefore it's one of those where we, we should score more than them. I like your positivity. Um, like I say, Joey Barton always plays fairly expansive. Ex- I expect the fullbacks to be getting forward and the midfield to be pushing on Joel. Because uh, as James has already said, they, they do like to score as well as concede. Yeah, they've got <clears throat> they've, they've got quite a high line. They'll push on quite a lot. They'll try to get a lot of, get a lot of possession on the ball. They're quite they're quite hectic, really. I think from what I've seen in bits and bobs of them, uh, they've got. Uh, I think you know we've seen that we've we exploited the high line quite recently, obviously with Burton Albion. Although in fairness, I think oh, yeah, your Burtons, your Burtons, yeah, Bristol Rovers, I think are a bit better equipped to uh, deal with that because uh, well, Burton had a thirty-five-year-old and a thirty-six-year-old playing at centre back, which was never going to work out that well. And Ben Garrett, who you know isn't really much of a sweeper keeper, whereas Belshaw, who Bristol Rovers have, is more of that kind of a keeper. But he's somebody who's got an error in him, and he can be a bit erratic. So. We've exploited oh, it well against Burton. It might be something that we're able to exploit uh, exploit again. I, mean, I think you know, we've seen throughout the season there. They're not exactly the most solid at the back, but on the flip side, Aaron Collins up top. Uh, you know, I, somebody we know quite a bit about. Obviously, one of kind of Jim's last little gems he picked up. He picked up for us in his time at the club, and uh, yeah, fantastic player. Doing really, really well this season, and yeah, we'll definitely have to be watching out for him and some other players. I've got Anthony Evans there as well, haven't they? He's doing yeah, right. yeah. another kind of yeah, uh, yeah another one. Who, who, well, he was on loan for us at the time, wasn't he? But uh, yeah, plenty of good attacking players. So uh, we'll have to be on our guard. But I think, as with many Bristol Rovers games, it is probably likely to be a few goals in that in this one on Saturday. And uh... Uh, Nick and Soph, what would you be advising Derek to do with Aaron Collins? Because my my, I, I always think, well, you can't run without legs. So, uh, <laughs> but that's me as a defender. <laughs> well, from the bit I did see on <clears throat> Saturday, I thought Simeon looked quite good when he came on. He looks well organised. Looks like a good leader actually. So I think he'll probably do a job on him. Might he might even go man to man and you know make mark him out of the game because he's. Um, He's a wily character. I think from what I remember of Collins back in the day, he likes to, to dribble a little bit. So um, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll look after him as long as we can score the goals. I think Cole needs to start scoring, doesn't he? So hopefully this is the game. Well, I, 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 looking at it in plain terms, you, you look at uh, Danny Crowley's show reel and he's setting that many goals up, just chipping it sort of, sort of from the uh, just outside the D into the box for people to run onto. That uh, I'm rather hoping that that's the sort of thing they've been practicing in training. But what do I know? And uh, bizarrely, I know Derek listens to the podcast. So when he comes on, when he comes on next time, which I'm expecting pretty soon, Derek, uh, <laughs> we uh, will uh, will confirm or deny that. But um, so uh, looking ahead to the the Saturday game, obviously we'll now be without. Uh, the, the the already missing Shane McLaughlin because he's signed for Salford today, so uh, we've got by my reckoning that's five five gone with obviously Kieran Phillips returning to his parent club, uh, but we've only signed three, so that must leave some space according to Derek Dole. Yeah, I think he's mentioned it as well in his interview earlier today. Uh, just to touch on Shane McLaughlin, obviously he was pretty pivotal on, on, under Robbo last season. I think. Yeah. 
the energy he was able to bring to that kind of box-to-box number eight role kind of enabled us to play in the way we did with Toomes sitting at the base of midfield. And that and and I think after that, in that kind of January, February spell when we really hit a bit of form, it was really nice balance in midfield with him, Toomes, and then either Wildig or Phillips in that more attacking role. So he was a really vital player last season. Obviously, different managers have different preferences from what they want from players and whatever reason, it's not worked out with Derek this season. And and it's a shame because he's a good player, but ultimately that's football. It's not necessarily about how good or bad a player is. It's sometimes a matter of styles and how they fit into a system under a manager. And clearly Derek doesn't see him as a fit for him. So it's it's good for all parties that the deal's done. It frees up a wage for us that we can that we can use in this window. And for Shane, it means he can go and play football somewhere and land himself a move to Salford, which is which is really good to be honest, because you know he stays in the area probably. Um competing towards the top of League Two. There's a there's a promotion race in it. So that'll be good for him. But yeah, a couple more spaces in the squad. We'll have to wait and see if uh, what Derek can get over the line, you know, January bit hectic but I'm sure Derek and Greg are, are working very hard at getting a couple more players in yeah and, and, uh, and I'm sure James is going to tell us all about it now <laughs> no, I'll start off by saying just um, and, and I don't know whether we will have any interest in more podcasts anymore but a big thank you to Kieran Phillips um, he's a young player he did a cracking job for us scored some important goals and ran his socks off and uh, time looked like a real handful a massive thank you to Kieran for, for all that he did for the club. I know he really enjoyed his time with us and it's gutting um, when, when a player has to go back because they've been injured. That said, Huddersfield's a big organisation and I'm sure they'll, they'll do everything everything right by him to get him, get him fit again. Um, and I suppose, you know, it, from our perspective, um, it was good that we were able to bring in um, another another young forward um, in time to, to have an impact on the second half of the season. Um, there is there is something left in the pot, as Joel says. Um, it, it has been very much a case of needing to move players out and to bring players in um, without um, something completing from the point of view of the club's ownership, which is like buying and selling a house, which is just as big a pain in the backside as that, if not more of a pain in the backside. Um, but I think Derek and Greg and the team have done an amazing job, actually, of, of, of moving players on um, that they wanted to and of bringing some really decent quality players in and there's, there's a bit of space left left there in the squad. So certainly looking at, at how things stand today, the, squad, the squad's looking quite handy. Um, and there's, there's, there's real threats on the bench and there's players on the pitch that, I mean, yeah, I think I said earlier in the season, it's been a long time since we've had so many ball-playing midfielders in, in midfield. And suddenly we've got another ball-playing midfielder in midfield to add to the pack that we already had. And, you know, whether it's the, whether it's the, the signings or the low knees, there's some, there's, some, there's some real technical ability there. So, um, so yeah, there'll be more incomings. Um, it, and it's just a case of, of, of Derek and Greg doing what they can. Um, but it's been a good window so far. Yeah, it has. I, I say the frustrating thing is, and we're all frustrated with it, is the fact that obviously the Cambridge game and the Port Vale game uh, being called off for different reasons. But um, it, it's something that, you know, I'll touch on when we, we talk about uh, Morecambe women, because the simple fact is, you know, uh, we're now in a situation where we've, even though we've had two games off, we've, there's still some teams that have played less than us and there's still some teams that played more than us and it doesn't really sort itself out until you've sort of done those night games in sort of March and April and all of a sudden the picture becomes a little bit clearer because obviously inevitably we're playing Port Vale and other teams around us when that's happening but we shall see. I think I think as well just we've we got obviously a few games frozen off for the first team um, on the men's side which is gutting 
that um, the, the, the weekend of the Charlton game, that was going to be the weekend that um, the, the, the women were going to play on the pitch in, in the Zuma for the first time. Yeah, that was the working it, red it, game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just as disappointing. It was really, really gutting. In fact, or even more so that that game couldn't go ahead on that Sunday because you know, that's 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 quite a, that's quite a sort of landmark for the club that that, that was going to happen. And so, um, so, yeah, the sooner we're able to get that organised again, the better because you know the Sunday was was as big as the Saturday that that weekend. Yeah, well, I, I'll come to that because I mean, hopefully, done the correct research. <laughs> there is, <laughs> you know, there, there, there is some good news on that one. But I'll, I'll come to, uh, I'll come to our three guests, uh, Nick and Sophie and Becca. Um, so, uh, start with you, Sophie. Uh, obviously, this has been a long old journey for you, hasn't it? Because this, you started this many, many years ago, didn't you? You're just showing my age there, really, aren't you? Uh, no, <clears throat> well, yeah. you know, start, starting a team at twelve is amazing. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I did okay, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long journey. Um, positive though. Look, look where we are now. Um, we've we've like the men, we've been up and down. Um, we've sort of been rebuilding this last few years. We've the team it aged, not me obviously, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're um, yeah, we're on the up again now. As, as you've seen results, we've um, we had a ropey start but we've had players coming back now from pregnancy and long-term injuries but yeah it's looking really really positive it's exciting now we've got Morecambe SC on board officially it's just onwards and upwards isn't it and and uh, Nick you've got uh, you've got Pip on you there I noticed all of the cats disappeared again but uh, (laughs) uh, how important is it as a you know uh, as a women's football team that now you're actually you've got the official recognition that you are a part of the MFC family that's that's been a long time coming hasn't it yeah as we've been I mean the idea has been floated for a year or two now um and we've nearly been there and then it's sort of obviously um things have changed and just changed that this direction that direction but I think um I mean all, all, all fairness to Charlie and obviously Stuart Glover now that he's in that position they've, they've pushed that through and obviously um given us a lot of help this season, Stuart particularly, he's, he's, he's been a diamond to be honest and um, everything he's done for us, is well everything he's promised us has, has come to, to fruition so far, obviously the game, the the, um, the cancellation, the cancelled game is a bit, was a bit of a blow, I mean it was my Christmas do that one so I was gutted that that, <laughs> that was cancelled, um, I had lots of plans. I mean, the thing around that is since that, I've obviously, I picked people up in the taxi and people I meet in town and they've said to me they were gutted because they'd planned days out and they were bringing, bringing family that had never been to football or never seen women play um, and things like that. One lady said I was bringing everybody in my whole family. We'd hired a box or something along those lines, a table. Um, and again, it, it really it really messed with their plans. So the fact that obviously the the women's Euros was was a massive thing for women's football, but the fact that people were uh, coming to the game were quite uh, excited about it, um, and it was going to be a spectacle. I think um, it would have been a good game. The team we just started to hit form that around about that time, so it would have been a really good entertaining game, I'm sure. So yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. But weather can't be helped, can it? It's going to happen. No. It'll be happening. Yeah, soon. but it, you've got to be you've got to be gutted because you're looking forward to the particularly as the inaugural game, and it was just after it had been announced, sort of like sort of like a few weeks earlier, that that it was it was going to happen that you're officially Morecambe 
lady stroke women, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be really disappointing. But the, the following on from that, people listening will be like, well, surely we are, we are, you are. And I noticed from the fixtures that you've got you've got one a month organised coming up February, March um, and April, um, which is fantastic. And that's going to be sort of two o'clock starts at the Mazuma. Is that right? Sorry. Oh, there's Olive. There she is. <laughs> Hi, Olive. Right, right Hello. on target. Oh, chicken. <laughs> Who yeah. wants it? Becca, do you want to have a go at that one? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, we've we've got the games. Um, be nice, like Nick says, the people that um, couldn't make the last one, they can rearrange. Um, we've there's so many people that are mentioning when's the next game, like. Obviously, me, Nick, and Soph, we all coach uh, the younger ages in the in the girls' setup, and they're all so interested to come and watch us. You've got all the fans as well. It's never ending the amount of people that come and ask. So it's obviously because you have more come for taking us on board, really. Yeah, so it's an exciting time, and, and I'm sure that that the first game, if you have a bit of a crowd there, that's going to help you, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It'll spur You've us on. Seen how it they're affects the Twelve women, aren't yeah. they? Twelve man. Well, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. And it's it's strange because I, uh, you know, there was there was a couple of us tootling down as well, just to sort of like you know, uh, just to sort of like a, a have a look. It's it's just like it, it's not the novelty value. It's just like well, hang on, if you're part of the Morecambe family, then you know why not get involved? And that's you know, it's a, it's a it's a great uh, initiative, isn't it, James? Yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. And I mean, I I'm I'm a, I'm a father of two daughters, and. Um, <laughs> I, I want I want my, my girls to aspire to to, to achieve what, whatever they want to. One of them um, fancies herself as a number six. So the fact that it's not just the, the Lionesses and it's not just the Premier League and there's actually a Morka women's team is, is absolutely huge. And it's absolutely as it should be. If you go to the States, the, the women's game there is is arguably bigger than the men's game. And and that again is as it should be. It's not a game that 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 really benefits um, one sex or the other. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's just a good game, just a good game for anybody to play. So I think it's absolutely wonderful. I know how much hard work has gone into um, all, all of the, 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 the evolution of the organisation over over a long time from from Sophie and Nick. Um, and and you know, huge credit to you guys. Um, I think that what Stuart and Charlie and Ben and, and a couple of others have done um, to, to, to bring it all together is, is a really good thing. But it's about bloody time. Um, and it's, it's, just, it's, really, it's just it's just really good that it's happened. So, uh, so your daughter who's a six is she a ball playing centre half or is she just a, a big horrible Sam Allardyce type? I can't work it out because she's only tiny, but she just likes winning the ball. I don't know if she can do anything with it when she wins it, which is a bit like a dad. Um, but she oh, just likes winning the ball. Sorry, that was just Usman. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm like a sort of a, a non-technically gifted Osman Fane when I play football. <laughs> and uh, from that point of view, I'll, I'll come back now because obviously I look <laughs> looking at the results at the start of the season. I put my glasses on. Look at results at the start of the season. Twenty-first oh. uh, of August. I'm sorry to remind you of this one, by the way, but Blackpool FC girls and ladies, but five five one home defeat. And oh, it's like ooh. Three days later, Tom Finney women, 1-0 up at half-time, lost 3-2. Preston North End FC, lost 5-0. Penwithan Town Ladies, 4-3. That sounds like a right old dinger, that. And then 9-0 at Accrington. And I'm like, whoa. And then Penrith, 7-2. And I'm like, whoa. And then Chorley, Chorley Women FC Development, 2-1. 
And that's, I'm like, oh dear, this isn't, you know. And then <laughs> literally every league game since, you've not lost. So what happened? I mean, to be fair, Becca, Becca was injured for most of that early start of the season. So she's, she can play a big part in the recovery and where we've gone from there. Ah, um, so are, are you the dominant centre half or something, Becca? Are you the she's ball? the number six. I am actually. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> <sighs> recovery so the, was horrible as well. Go, sorry, go on. No, go on. I was going to say. So, so you, when did you appear back on the scene? What was your first game back? I'm looking at the fixture now. So I was back the last week of October. Um, uh, that's from, that's it. That that coincides exactly with yeah. with the seven uh, three win at Penwith and Town Ladies, who you'd you'd pre- previously lost to. So it was like what. You'd lost 4-3 to them, but then you, you'd knocked seven past them. So what happened that day? I don't know. As I say, obviously, we've built the team back up. Um, I think we had a, a few blips in the road at the start of the season. So for us all to come back together and realise what we needed to do and little tweaks here and there. And we've had players come back that we've not seen for a little while, which we're really grateful for. Um, they're players that have got a lot more experience than we're quite a youngish squad, I'd like to say. So... To have those players back, we do really appreciate it. Um, they keep us together. And I think we've got to the point, especially the weekend that's just gone, um, we've really gelled together quite well now. And I think we're only going to keep going up. Yeah, so like the, the one that's just gone, uh, that was nil-nil at half-time and ended up 3 all. What happened? What happened then? <laughs> I actually ter- only turned up at half time, to be honest. Oh, that there you go. You I was see. at Rod's um, Rod's seventieth, so I said, "Well, I'm going to have to sneak off and watch the second half of the ladies at least." Um, so yeah, I only saw the, the exciting half again. So um, I think this, the, the the upturn has been that um, right at the start of the season we struggled to get the squad back together. Um, as I said, a few were pregnant, a few injured. And I think now we've all, we've got most of them back and a bit of experience, as Becca said. The young ones are sort of taking everything on board that they're being told by the older ones and training's going well and the morale's better than it was. The morale was quite low at the start of the season because we knew injured players, players not out, not, not ready yet and things like that. It was always going to be an uphill start, but we knew that and we just thought that, well, once everybody's back and gets um, gets back into training, we'll get we'll get the results that we... We knew we would get, we deserve, um, but being in with the Morecambe thing, it's it's certainly gelled um, everybody at training. They've certainly shown that they really want to be part of it now. Um, it's a big draw. About wearing that badge is a big draw, and if we can continue to wear it for years to come, we'll certainly start to climb the leagues because I know that um, it's an attraction. Um, so the the more games we can get, the Mizuma, and the more support we get, it's only going to benefit. Us as a women's team, and obviously the community will start to realise that women's football is something that can be watched and enjoyed. So, with with the partnership, sorry, with 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 Morecambe FC officially, what what kind of benefits has that has that brought? Is it kind of more on the on the kind of branding side of things? But are, are there some practical benefits as well? It's probably you, Becca, because you probably see as a as a player, you probably see more of that than I do. Um. I mean, we get trying to think back to last season, trying to think to now, it, it's levels above what we had. Um, like all the, the social media, for example, just seeing our names in lights on the starting lineup on Twitter, it makes our day. Like we all retweet because we just think it's the best thing ever. And it's, it's so funny to think we never had this last season and what a difference it makes to have something like that. 
Um, just to be proud to wear the badge, like the facilities are better, the kit obviously is good. There's no negative with any of it. So we, we obviously can't thank Morecambe enough for everything that they, they do for us. And Tyson for buying the kit. <laughs> and yeah, and Tyson, of course. It's funny, actually, we've got an Accrington, one of, Sophie works with um, an auntie or something of one of the Accrington girls, and she said to her um, one weekend when she was visiting, she says, have you seen, have you seen? She goes, what? She says, Tyson, they've sponsored Morecambe. She's a boxer, you see. She's a boxer as well as obviously a football. And she says, does that mean I, have to, I might have to go and play for them now? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it does have its, um, it's, it's, it's... It was an interesting one. Obviously, Tyson Fury is a massive... A massive um, filler, and we, we uh, certainly appreciate everything that everybody does, not just obviously Tyson and his and his. Well, well yeah, I mean, he's a, you know a, a global brand now, but also very very keen to promote everything to do with Morecambe, the town, and luckily Morecambe FC. So you know, you, you take what you can get, James, out of Tyson, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and just just a point up to, to, to you, Becca. Like, there's no there's no thanks required. Honestly, this is this is this is something that's been coming for, for a long time. It's needed to happen, and it's about time it's happened. And, and I think that you know, in a few years' time, we'll we'll all look back and we'll go, well, hasn't that turned out well? Um, because the interest in in both sides of the game is gonna is gonna grow, and and it's it's just it means that the club, the whole club, all of us collectively, are going to appeal to more people, and that's what we need to do. I think um, I think that there'll be, there'll be huge benefits to the whole organisation from this because we're not just appealing to one half of, of North Lancashire; we're appealing to, the, to, to all of it. Um, so it's a really good thing. And just you know, as for the you know the form and the season and everything else, all I can see is third in the league and beating Accrington and Bolton. I mean, I, literally, that's all I can see. That's all you want, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> that's all you want. I mean, you're third in the league, beat Bolton, beat Accrington. And what's, what's not to love? The, 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 it's an absolute humdinger. Because of the 19th of the second at two o'clock, Morecambe Ladies versus Bolton Wanderer Girls FC. That's it. That's your inaugural game at the Mazuma, weather, weather permitting, obviously. We'll probably get Plague of Frogs or something that'll put it off, but I hope not. Uh, and and uh, that's that's two o'clock. Um, people, what else are you going to be on a Sunday? Go to church? Possibly. Not at two o'clock in the afternoon. Go to the church of the Mazuma. And see Morecambe women batter Bolton. That's my that's my take on it. Well, fingers crossed. But um, I noticed you've got a you've got a pretty tough draw. You've got Preston in the cup, haven't you? Is that coming up? That's this weekend, yeah, this Sunday. Um, it is a tough draw. Um, but Preston haven't played for a while. I don't know why. Uh, but so hopefully they'll um, hopefully they won't be as fresh as us, and um, we get a result because it's 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 one of those games that. Local rivals, local derby, and there is a bit of needle sometimes. So um, it's nice to come out of the end of it on the right side. Yeah, I, I, I'd love that as well, because obviously I, I worked in Preston for 11 years and uh, they were all, always quite sniffy about us because they were championship and at the time we were league two. So I uh, hope you're battering. But I'm now looking at the league table and I, I want to touch on what James just said there. And she's, he's quite right. Third in the league, which is fantastic. But Haslingdon Ladies and Girls... Uh, um, they've played 15 points 32 we've played 15 and like I said we lost the first seven eight unbeaten so one six draw two 20 points we're 12 points behind but <laughs> the crazy thing is Preston North End they've only played seven games you've played twice as many games as them so something's happened there hasn't it but there's other oh, Penworth have only played eight Bolton have only played eight uh, Black Pillar above us having played three games less I've been one nine and lost three, 
So it's what I was touching on before in the fact that it won't really sort itself out until people have caught up. But I'm a firm believer at all levels of football, if play your games when you can, because you never know what's... You do not want to be playing three games a week come near the end of the season, because it never works out, Joel, does it? No, and actually, that's that's an interesting point about Preston. I think we, we've seen in, in, in the women's game, obviously, I think it was the most uh, last last weekend where uh, the Liverpool... Uh, I think it was Liverpool Chelsea game got called off uh, called off after five minutes because minutes, the, yeah, yeah the, the the pitch hadn't been properly inspected and I wonder if that's that's kind of a similar thing that's happened with Preston and and is that a bit of a concern at time that the infrastructure across a lot of clubs hasn't sadly hasn't been put in yet. I think what we find with the, with Preston they play at UCLan and um, their pitches are well used and well protected so if there is any slight chance that they may get cut up. Um, but I agree. I mean, we've played all our games whenever we can because we know that we've got a strong squad at the minute. We'd have rather have not played them early on in the season, but obviously the weather was nice, so we had to. But um, we've started <laughs> using a, an all-weather pitch at um, Bay Leadership Academy now, so we've been able to get the games on. And as you say, points in the bag. People have got to catch us. It's all right saying we've got five, six games over here, but we've got the points in the bag. And I think we'll probably sit in third for a few weeks because um, we've got a cup game this week. And then teams may start to edge towards us. But then, then again, we can finish strongly still. If we can go on unbeaten till the end of the season, there's no reason why we shouldn't finish third or even sneak second. We're never going to catch it this year, but um, it's certainly food for next food for thought for next season because we know what we can do now. So if we can keep everybody together for next season, the same team, you know, we'll be, we'll be up there. I think uh, we touched on it before, actually, just uh, just going into kind of the operations of the club. I think you, you joked about an Accrington player wanting to join us. And obviously, uh, there's a there's a long traditional history of a merry-go-round of Morecambe and Accrington players. Um, but in terms of, uh, for, for you, when, you, when you're building a team at, at your level, how, how does the, the recruitment kind of work and how, how are you attracting players in? Um, me personally, I, I obviously, some of the players that have come back, I've known a few years. Um, the newer players, um, it's not as easy. So that's why we probably rely on um, things like the social media stuff. Um, but it's certainly going to be better for us now when, with the badge, the Twitter and Facebook stuff in terms of trying to get players in. It's just that early season stuff. Girls trying to go away and enjoy the holiday and and, and you know trying to come back quite slowly. Whereas in the men's game, we're obviously getting paid for it, for it and they need to come back and do as they're told. Not the same with the women. They just don't rush back like you would want them to. It's quite frustrating. And that's quite probably part of the reason why I've stepped away. But it's just um, recruitment-wise, I mean, our players, we've got Barrow, Bolton, um, Blackpool, um, not not a lot. Olverston, not a lot from local, to be honest. But the juniors that are coming through, Becca and I, Becca, Sophie and I, both run two separate under-14s teams. Um so we, we, we've got a, a bright future with those coming through because we know what we've got and we know we've got some good players. So it's just keeping those girls interested and keen. Um, there are some in the under-15s and under-16s. So hopefully, you know, we can keep things going and building from here with that with that side of things. Uh, on, on your side of things, Becca, when you're kind of look, looking for a club, what, what's the kind of process you go through? Is it kind of guided by location or or, or several different factors or what, what club looks most attractive? I mean, I'm local anyway, so and I'm quite loyal, so I, I wouldn't ever jump ship or anything like that. But I guess it's that bad. From it's other bad. girls' perspective, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
obviously the, we've had girls come back this season that have seen all the social media stuff and I think that's big in itself a lot of the clubs don't have people that can sit and do stuff like that and have the pictures shared and all this Tyson Fury sponsored kit and I, I don't know I just think it's massive what we've got this season it obviously will attract a lot but I'm local I won't be going anywhere so that it's it, it, it's been a positive then because obviously I, you know you go on the you go on the club's website and there's the pictures of you all and etc cetera, etc cetera. and I, I just want to touch on I, I looked at the, the appearances and I was like good god the squad's enormous you must have used about 40 players is that right Becky? <laughs> Yeah, we have got an awful lot signed on. Um, again, some are injured, some of things have happened in life. Um, as I say, we've got the core, I think, now, and the team that we've had for the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been pretty good. Um, so I'd like to think they'll be the ones, really. Um, but, yeah, there is a lot of players on there. So when you said when you said girls have come back, they've been... they've disappeared to other teams or they weren't local and were playing for their local side or what what what's happened yeah a bit of both really um that can name two that was with us the past few seasons maybe there's some other things that look better they've been and then they've realized it wasn't as good as what they had so they've come back and i've got to admit that everything that you've outlined there's an enormous amount of benefits like you said just you know, if you want to sign somebody, just say, "I'll oh, just go on the website, look at the pictures, look at the kit, look who sponsors us, look at the setup, look where look where we play half our home games at the Mazuma, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. That's that's got to be a, a fantastic thing to do, so to to attract players, hasn't it? No, oh, absolutely, it's huge. What other grassroots club has all those attractions? I can't think of any. Can you? No, there are one or two. Obviously. Um... Bolton and uh, crew, but they're they're um, obviously supported by what Bolton are, but um, a bit more money behind the men's from the men's side. But it's coming, and we we obviously we appreciate everything. As you said, the social media stuff's massive. Everything's social media nowadays, isn't it? So just jumping on it and being able to have that that following now and, and get that support from through that way is massive. And I know for certain that there's one or two players that have come back or come because of what they've seen and what they've seen early on. I mean, when you say girls weren't here early on in the season, you've got to think that we, a lot of them are students and disappear or they're, they're in um, Tenerife or, you know, having the summers and, and coming back late. But I think, as I said, we, we can move on on the social media stuff, games at Mazuma, the support from Morecambe. Um, Stuart, I didn't mention Ben earlier on, but Ben's been great. He's been obviously been through everything before with, with Harrogate, was it? And uh, he knows the system, he knows how it all works. So again, Ben's been fantastic with it all. Um, when we've asked a question, he's always been straight back with an answer. So oh. it's, it's been, a, it, it all, it's all been positive, honestly. It's been fantastic. So it's just a breath of fresh air to be part of it all. And and looking at the future this season, Becker on the field, is it just eight unbeaten? Are you just hoping to keep that? You know, I mean, obviously it's a tough game against Preston. Uh, they've got like a million games in hand, but they've only lost once, according to the the, the league game, the league tally at the moment. Uh, is that a game with your with the the squad that you've got now that you can compete more? I reckon so. I think we've got it in the bag without being too overly confident or cocky. No one's got us yet. They ain't going to get us now, are they? Well, I hope so. And uh, if if you prove to be correct and you absolutely batter Preston, you'll have to come on next week and tell us how you did it. <laughs> so, uh, 
I'm going to go through looking at the fixtures now. Uh, well, I'm not actually. I'm looking on the wrong page, but I've got the fixtures now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, you, you've got you've got you've got Preston twice in a, in a week. You've got them away in the cup and then away in the league. Yeah. Is that right? So, which would you rather win, Becca, or do you just fancy five 0 both times? Oh, both. I mean, the the cup would be nice because obviously we can get the next round and it'll be a, a good round, really. But obviously the league as well. We don't want the unbeaten track uh, to go down, so definitely no. both. Fair enough. Then obviously we go to 19th of February, uh, and that's the big one: Bolton Wanderers Girls FC Women. Uh, following on from that, 19th of March, uh, Workington Reds, which was the is the rearranged fixture when we were in December, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. And that's that was that. So that that one's probably more than likely to go ahead, which is a, one for your diary. Uh, and sort of like take the 19th of March, two o'clock kickoff. Um, you're doing your warm up, Becca, and you look up and Brian Campbell has put the scoreboard together, and your names are there, and you're looking up at the scoreboard thinking. Oh wow! And you turn around, and there's people in the seats, and there's and there's people eating pies, and there's and you you be thinking, oh my god, we've arrived. That'll be a fantastic day, won't it? Oh, it sure will. Um, I know the run up to the the Workington game that got postponed. That I was having nightmares every night because I was panicking, thinking I'm I'm going to have stage fright and and all this and all that. And uh, I can't even begin to tell you that feeling when we're on that pitch. It'll be unreal. So. Yeah, we've just got to have everyone there watching us. Yeah, and I'm sure there will be. And I'd love to be there. What about you, Joel? No, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a really great occasion. You know, I think, like you say, I think for, for, for loads of people, you know, you want to see your name up on there. And it's really great that as a club, we're able to give them that, uh, give the team that, that kind of support to, to be able to kind of get people coming into the stadium and, and treating it a bit more professionally and everything. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be a, a really, really good occasion. Uh, and obviously, you'll have support of the crowd because, as we've seen in on many occasions uh, already with the men's team on a Saturday, uh, they do get behind the team uh, and they give them the full support. And we've, you know, uh, we had Connor Ripley on last week, and he was he was waxing lyrical about uh, walking off after we'd beaten we'd been beaten by MK Dons four 0 and everybody was clapping him. And he, he said it didn't make sense. And I said, <laughs> but you know, it does make sense because. We want you to do well, and it's like, oh yeah, hard luck. You, you can't, you can't. There hasn't been a performance from the men this season where you could honestly say they haven't tried their hardest. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, it'll be great to have the support of the fans there on the day, whichever day that you actually finally make your debut there, because, like I say, the, the fans will be there. You'll have your families there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a fantastic, it's an exciting time, isn't it? What an occasion! It'll be absolutely amazing. Everybody uh, coming together. The women will feel like professionals in the kit. As you said, seeing the names in lights. Yeah, it'll be absolutely amazing. We're very, very excited. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not saying, that, you know, yes, we're, we're a popular podcast, but um, I, I'm setting a target for everybody who's out there listening to this. If you can get to a ladies' uh, women's game on a Sunday, there's, there's hopefully three coming up in the next three months. If you can get there, great stuff. Because I want to be in a situation where I can report on the podcast that Morecambe women are getting bigger crowds than Lancaster City. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> well, I like that. I like, I like that freeze. That is a great target. You know what? We had, um, I think it was 200, just over 200 tickets sold for the game at um, 
in December. And, um, well, Lancaster are getting about 250. So. Well, there was loads mentioned to me that they weren't sure with the weather, they hadn't bought the tickets, they were going li- to gonna leave it till the day. So I'm pretty sure that we will break 250 um, if it's done the right way. Oh, there you are. Now, now's the time to get stage fright, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> so, like another day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, uh, play the game, not the occasion. That's that's, uh, that's what all footballers are told. Uh, not that I was ever been a footballer, but there you go. So fi- final fixture that we've got down on the 30th of April is Morecambe Ladies versus Penrith Ladies. And that is, or hopefully, prospectively, that is at the Mazuma also. And that's, we want sweet revenge for that 7-2 defeat, Becca, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. I went and watched that game on crutches and it was the most painful game I've ever watched. Why did so, you not yeah, from my... <laughs> <laughs> So what was your injury? I tore my PTFL uh, in my ankle um, in pre-season. We actually, funny enough, were, were playing uh, Bolton, believe it or not. Um so yeah, it was a, it was a solo one, but a good 10, 11, 12 weeks of recovery there. Well, I bet that was a bit of a nightmare watching uh, watching every week and seeing us get beat. That must have been frustrating to watch for you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's hard when you know it's not your your full team that's there and the full fight, and it's so frustrating to watch it. But looking how we are now, obviously it's behind us. It's one of them, like we say, we're third. Hopefully we can keep third and. Do you know what? Look, look at where we are compared to where we started. And uh, and look at the home advantage you're going to get with like crowds of bigger than Lancaster City. I keep saying it, James. I keep saying it. It might happen. So there you go. What do you mean Which, it might happen? Let's go for five hundred and make yeah, sure it happens. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, James is, James is just thinking we're going to have to get met more pies. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not thinking that at all. I'm just thinking that what can we do on social media to make sure we get five hundred there? Like exactly. Seriously. Well. Well, the podcast helps, and I'm sure. But I'm sure the uh, the new media manager will get behind it, won't he? So, let's, yeah. let's see. If, let's see if we can beat a, a, a men's crowd from about four years ago on a Tuesday night. Let's, yeah, do, well, that for, let's yeah. do that, and then kick on from there. Well, it's funny you should say that because um, somebody this week was reminding me of the Barry Roach goal against um, Portsmouth, and there was nine hundred and some up there. There you go. Target, target, target for next season. Target for next season. 900. Man, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, good shout. I like that. I mean, the good thing is it could be on a nice sunny March, Sunday afternoon where it's nice and people can rock up in the T-shirt and shorts. And, uh, well, that's a bit optimistic, but you never know. Yeah, I was going to say in March. (laughs) All our juniors will be coming and that's like over 150. So we're we're halfway there, aren't we? Yeah, that's good. The other thing with the last one, it was fell on the same day as Man City, Man, Man United women's. So we had a lot of the junior section were going to watch that. Uh, they'd already paid, they didn't know. So so that'll, you know, that'll add to the gate. Well, there you are, look out giant axe. That's all I have to play on the matter. <laughs> and uh, just while we're on it, I, uh, I there's a couple of points I want to make. And uh, um, being being a decrepit old fossil that I am, we play, I play fo- walking football three times a week up at Mossgate. And obviously, as you know, Morecambe FC in the community, they, uh, after the success of the uh, the Lionesses in the summer, they started a uh, girls-only session on a Wednesday night. And it was like having a flock of starlings there. The, the first night they did it, there was about 40 or 50 girls. And do you know something? This Wednesday coming, it was, it was three degrees, and there were still about 30 girls there. 
And that's absolutely fantastic what, what they're doing that. And the interest is definitely there. So I can see you getting some really, you know, in a few years' time, getting these players passed on to you at sort of 12 and 13 with the basics. Uh, and it'll be great for, for Morecambe FC in the future. Because literally, we play right next to the girls. And the girls, they're, so, they're keen as mustard. I have to say, we, we, we have to stop our game about 50 times because there's about three orange balls bouncing on it because they can't, you know, they're not, they haven't got the control and stuff yet, but we've got the keen as mustard. And the second thing, I always see, Barry Roach does his coaching there with his goalkeeping uh, kids. And uh, he was there on Wednesday night and I've never, ever seen him look absolutely so, he was white and worn out. And my first question to him was, what time did you get home last night? And he said, half past four. <laughs> that was from Ipswich. And I went, I bet you don't want to be here, do you? And he went, I'm not seen. So as Joel was alluding to, the 102 fans that went to Ipswich, I know I know that Paul Carter's lot didn't get back till past five o'clock. And some of them had to get up and go to work. Now that is absolute pure dedication so well done to you guys and well done yeah. to Paul Carter and all, all the 102 that went fantastic absolutely commitment right final, uh, final couple of things before we wrap up um James I did notice uh I don't know if you noticed but the um the the, the new version what's the, what's the new Twitter thing called what what are you mean the replacement Twitter thing. I've, I've got no idea. I've, I've yeah, just no. lost all interest in everybody talking about it. What, what is it? Yeah, well, exactly. What was it called? It's, is it a Matador or something like that? Or yeah. something like that. Mastodon. Mastodon, that's it. Mastodon. I noticed on, I'm not on Mastodon, but somebody put the link on that somebody had done some extensive research into, uh, into um, uh, the, the person trying to buy the club. And it made quite interesting reading. So what I assume from this is obviously that nothing's happened and the EFL have still not, not come back and we're still going through the process. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. I actually think, uh, oh, no, I don't think I know. I wrote the programme notes for Saturday against Bristol. And, um, and I basically, it's like that. It's like, it's like watching, a, watching people try to buy a house. It's painful and it's slow and, it, and there's all manner of, of things that, that drag it through the, through the mud. Um, and just make it go even slower, and that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, it's there is there is a process ongoing, no update as yet, and I promise that nothing has changed. And if if something meaningful changes, we will tell it straight away. That's fair enough. I, you know me, I have to ask. Of course, and I, I know I've got to look at what else I've got to ask. Uh, anything from the Shrimps Trust droll? Uh, nothing too much over the past week. I don't think. Obviously, we we met a couple of weeks ago. We discussed we discussed kind of looking at putting some more events on over the next over the next couple of months, which we'll be updating you you a bit more about on Facebook and and social media. But uh, as of as of the moment, there's not too much to update on uh, just right now, other than the fact that obviously we have the uh, the quiz night on the 18th, which I believe is after the Peterborough game. Uh, we've got more details of that on social media, obviously. And yeah, as many people as possible, we'd love to see you all down there. So yeah, do do come along if you're able to. Right, okay. James, my last one for you. Uh, we've filled a coach to Derby, which is obviously a week on Saturday. Uh, is there any signs of another coach being put on or is it just going to stay there? Do we know? It's honestly a case of just looking at each fixture and looking at the demand levels and um, and, and assessing when, when there's a demand. What we don't want is a coach with eight people on it that costs the club some money and 
isn't really much fun for the people that are on the coach. But where there's where there's genuinely demand, but we're, we're looking at it. So it's I think it's as it should be. Um, it's case by case, and, and we're doing it when we can. Just in terms of general updates, um, there's nothing groundbreaking going on at the moment, but it is important to note that no matter what's happening behind the scenes, um, that everything is just carrying on as normal. So, you know, we're, we're looking at kits for next season. There's planning going on, going ahead for the, for the, for the concerts, the events in the summer. Um, there's planning going on for the gala dinner, which is looking like it's going to be really good to do. Um, we've got like work going on in terms of the, the, the season ticket launch. And so everybody's looking forward to things in the future um, and carrying on as, 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 um, as they should. So it's all, it's all actually going reasonably, um, reasonably smoothly at the moment. And um, yeah, one may, the, one may the performance on the pitch continue. And I suppose from the point of view of this podcast, I take any of the, the, the focus away from, from, from Morecambe women, because that's, that's what this should be about. Um, so yeah, let's, um, Let's target. Let's target getting to a crowd bigger than the Giant Axe first, and then let's target nine hundred odd second next season. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> just just as a matter of interest, uh, it's been a, a pleasure to have you all on, as as per normal, with my uh, my my friend from the boardroom and uh, my co-presenter. But um, next time you come on, Nick, you take your coat off like you're stopping because you just look like <laughs> <laughs> you just look like you're about to get up and walk the dog. Have you seen Price of Gas? Was it a case of switch the heating off? We've got to put the computer on, love, so we'll <laughs> save some Yeah, I've got a meter over there. It's telling me exactly what we're using, so it's keep staying on all night, this. Can we just yeah. got coaching? No, we've been coaching tonight. We've just oh, run into yeah. So yeah, it, and it is cold out there. To be fair, <laughs> so listen. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm sure this will hopefully, you know, you can point people towards the podcast and say you can uh, listen to us um, uh, rattling on about the good things about Morecambe FC, both men and women. Becca, good luck against Preston. Uh, I'll hold you to it. We want to win both of those and keep the unbeaten run going. So we want next round of the cup and we want to uh, keep Preston below us in the league. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right, you'll do for me. Uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on this one. Uh, this has been Shrimp Net number 22, I think, of the season. Uh, yeah, Joel always goes like that because we don't <laughs> count. I have no idea. Thank you for listening. Uh, well done to the 102 that went to Ipswich. Well done to the 500 that are going to come to the first women's game on at two o'clock on a Sunday. And up yours, Giant Axe. Thank you very much. This has been Trip Net. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.